0: Hey, y'all. Hey, it's Minister Monica, and we are on day 67 of our 365 days in the Word. I'm unable to go live right now, and I definitely wanted to make sure that I did not miss another night. Last night, I was unable to go live, and I wanted to make sure that you were able to at least listen to the Word. So, I'm going to post this podcast on my personal page, um, tonight, so you get a chance to listen to it. So, we're coming from Psalms 43, 1 through 5. And the topic title for the devotional tonight is Prayer to God in Time of Trouble. Psalms 43, 1 and 5. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him. The help of my continents and my God. The devotional. The land of Israel is a good description of the Christian life. A land of hills and valleys. Deuteronomy 11.11 As we read these psalms, we hear someone experiencing the hills of delight and the valleys of depression. Up and down, up and down. Psalmist's emotions were like a spiritual roller coaster. Have you ever been like that? Hills and valleys, and sometimes both in the same day. You are the God of my strength, immediately followed by Why do you cast me off? In some people, there are physical reasons for their manic behavior, a chemical imbalance, or brain tumor, but often discontent and despair are self-induced. The fact is today you can choose to praise or you choose to pout. Why do we get so down, so disquieted? The first clue is that the author used is personal pronouns in the song. In five verses, he used the pronouns I, me, and my 17 times one reason we can be depressed is having an unhealthy fixation on ourselves my problems my feelings my needs me 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 if you look closely you will discover not only the cause of depression but the cure the psalmist began with a plea in the valley but five verses later he was praising god on the heels he came to realize a healthy attitude can change a disposition It's not about us, it's about God. It's not about weaknesses. God is your strength. Like this psalmist, cry out to God. Focus on his deliverance, his defense, and his absolute dependability. You can trust him. Remember, it's not about you. Then instead of following feelings or friends, trust him to direct you in the way that you should go. He will lead and guide you with his word because his word is truth. Because you know it, you have traveled from praying to pondering, and now you are praising him in unrestrained, joyful worship. What started with me ends with God. So let's just take a look at that real quick. We are all yesterday. I'm going to tell you about me, and I'm going to give you my testimony because you know I'm not afraid to share it. I was having a bad day Um, yesterday. It was one that was unexpected. Um, Someone that, again, that I've known for a very long time and care about um, turned on me yesterday um, to the point of seeking to jeopardize my livelihood, and it threw me off really bad yesterday, and I kind of wanted to give up, and I'll probably share this again in another, um, when it's another appropriate time to do so, and so if you listen to this tonight, you'll hear it, and you may end up hearing it again, but I I was so discouraged, and I had a second-guessed whether or not got actually called me out of that job and into my uh, full-time ministry. And I was really, I was ready to give up on my business class. I was ready to give up on this uh, news um, interview I'm doing t- uh, tomorrow. I just, because I was just like, uh, I, I I just didn't want to yesterday. And I was really, really hurt. Um, I don't know why it affected me as bad as it did, but it did. And I'm grateful that it did because at the end of it all, I could look back and really seek God's face to kind of look at how the I believe the Holy Spirit just really encouraged me to keep going forward and not to give up. And it was kind of like, you know, that, that battle of the flesh, that up and down as David had experienced being depressed and then you know God well why this and how come and what's going on until you praise him at the end like God thank you I may not understand but thank you because you are the God of the mountains you are the God of the hills there is the God of the valley you are the lily of the valley you know you start to praise God and that's exactly where I was yesterday and um A friend of a friend who I consider as a a friend um, was there to really, you know, assist in encouraging me. We need that. Sometimes we think that we're so strong that we don't need anybody to help us to get along or help us strengthen us. And that is a lie from the pit of hell because the Bible says that iron sharpens iron and what that means is is that when i'm in a good place and i'm doing okay right now i have the strength to be able to sharpen you because if you ever um notice that in a knife set it comes with a sharpener it comes with a wood and metal sharpener you take that you know and that's the iron of it and you take the knife and you scrape it back and forth back and forth back and forth up and down back and forth until that knife becomes extremely sharp so iron sharpens iron so i needed somebody yesterday who has been in my shoes and that they were willing and able to encourage me and that helped me to begin to encourage myself i was trying but i was struggling and so it took that that one individual to be willing and and desiring to sharpen iron And we have to be like that, saints of God, because we get to a point sometimes, and I mentioned it before, that we sometimes get so caught up in our daily routines, our daily everyday stuff, that we forget about other people. We literally forget about them. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Been in church with them 20-something years, and you ain't thought no more about them since this pandemic hit, and you ain't got to see them some of some, not all. Or whatnot, but what do you do? What 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 do you do when you see somebody struggling? Even if it's somebody that you may not really know, but you have encountered them, are you willing to sharpen their irons, iron? sharpens iron they may be having a low day a valley experience and you may be on the hilltop that day and you would want somebody to notice that when it's your turn to go into the valley that they who are now on the hill can Even if they have to shout it to you In the valley Because sometimes God doesn't allow anybody else In your valley experience Because he needs for you to focus And to know that he is God And God by himself So sometimes they have to shout a word to you Stay encouraged baby You got this You can do it You are going to be alright And So are we willing to do that for somebody else? Are we so engrossed in our own stuff that we just don't have time to even care about anybody else's valley experiences? As long as we on the hill, we good. But what happens when it's our turn to go to the valley? The good thing because of God, of who he is, the Bible says that he is the lily of the valley. So there's a sweet place in the valley. There is actually peace in the valley. There is nourishment in the valley. And it's that point where we feel as though because we're no longer on the hilltop, that now that we're in the valley, that it's a bad place. It's not a bad place. It's a place of growth. And in our minds, we're going up and down, up and down, up and down. God, I don't understand. God, I love you. I don't want to do this, but God, what you tell me to do, I will. And that's not a a, a double-minded man. That's a real man. That's a real woman who's having real-life situations. And it's okay to ask God. And it's okay to praise God and in the same breath with the right motive in your heart, just like David did. David was experiencing some of that. He was experiencing some depression who cannot be depressed when they when they family and their friends and their soldiers and the people, some of them from the kingdom, are trying to kill you? Who wouldn't be depressed? Who wouldn't? We get depressed over situations that are totally minute from that. Could you imagine being the king and you want to run from the people? And yet you're trying to figure out, God, didn't you call me to this? And now I'm running from it. I'm running because the people who are connected with it are trying to kill me. But you called me to this day. So that's where I was yesterday. Like, God, I believe you called me to this. What happened? How do we get here? But it was still yet a peace, even though I was distraught. There was yet still a peace where there wasn't a shaking. Because a lot of times we go or experience something new or something came up out of nowhere. And there's a shaking. that it shakes us to our core. Sometimes we got to be shook. But sometimes we need to get past being shook over every situation that comes about. Because we've been through enough that we should know that God is in control, that God is bigger than what came to try to shake me. So there was no shaking in yesterday. It was just that, uh, this don't feel good. But it's okay. It's okay. So when we have those ups and downs, being depressed and anxious and coming back to reality to say, God, you are awesome. You are wonderful. And I praise you for who you are. And we slide back off to say, but God, I don't understand. God, why is this happening? God, how come? God, who? Why? It's okay. It's really okay. Let God heal you. Let God speak to you. Be willing to be that one who is willing to sharpen somebody else's iron so they can continue to move forward. Sharpened iron is like knives, as I mentioned earlier. And as we continue to go forward and continue to do the work that God has called us to do, our our knives, our iron has to be sharpened because we got to get all of that grid and and, and, uh, stuff that made us dull off. Because when it comes time to have to cut down some stuff that's in the way, we, we need a sharp iron. We need a sharpened knife. We need something that's going to be sharp to be able to take and stab that thing out of the way and cut it down out of our way. Or even take and dig into the ground and make sure that we continue to move forward because it may be our assistance to take and dig and push, dig and push. So that's why we have to sharpen one another. I sharpen you with love. I sharpen you with peace. I sharpen you to remind you that you are somebody, I sharpen you to remind you that you are the head and not the tail. I sharpen you to remind you that you are the victor and not the victim. I sharpen you to remind you. That you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. I sharpen you tonight. I sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. So my fellow irons, let's begin to sharpen one another. We don't have to know one another completely. But if you see me struggling, please sharpen my iron. And I promise you, if I see you becoming dull and becoming weak, and I will sharpen you. Can we sharpen one another? Because we are all going to experience times of trouble. We are all going to experience our valleys and our hills. And sometimes the valleys are longer than the height of a hill. And sometimes that valley is so far spread that it seems like forever before we ever start to climb and get to a place of comfort again. Mm. Can you sharpen someone else's iron? And that's the question I leave for you on tonight. And I'll pose that same one if the Spirit of the Lord allows me to do that on Thursday. Because that's a question that really needs to be pondered about. Are you willing to take a little time to sharpen someone else's iron so they can continue to move forward in the work that God has called them to do? Are we going to be selfish and watch them struggle on purpose, intentionally? How many of you know that it's a lot of Christian brothers and sisters, quote-unquote, who will stand by and watch their fellow brother and sister Struggle intentionally when all they had to do was speak a word that would catapult that person into the next portion, dimension, chapter, door of their destiny. Some people get a joy out of watching others struggle and suffer for no reason and then turn around and say, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that is within me and I will worship you, but yet you intentionally desire to kill your brother and your sister with your mouth with your attitude with all of that with your willingness to withhold your iron sharpener to sharpen them so think about that tonight y'all are you willing to sharpen someone else's iron